Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Tuesday, January 31st, 2023. It's about 320 or 325 in the afternoon here on the East Coast of the United States. Just a few minutes ago, the uh, district attorney of the appropriate county, the name of the county is escaping me, in New Mexico, where the uh, Alec Baldwin film Rust was being filled, filmed when uh, one of the young producers was killed. The district attorney in that county filed former formal criminal charges against Alec Baldwin and against the armor, Ms. Reed Gutierrez. This begins the formal legal prosecution of the two of them, and it's a long process in New Mexico. They're entitled to a hearing uh, in the municipal court at which the government will have to lay out its evidence against them. The government then must take the case to a grand jury, which meets in secret. That's 23 people. The government will lay out its case there. If they government loses the preliminary hearing, that means a judge has decided that there's no, there's no crime here, then the case is over. That is rarely the case. I think in my entire career, twice, I threw cases out at that preliminary stage. New Jersey, where I sat as a judge, does not require that preliminary hearing and often doesn't even make it available. You often don't even know you're being charged until the grand jury has indicted you. New Mexico is different. Baldwin's a celebrity. There's great interest in the case. The government has already announced they're going to file the charges. They filed them today. That means that eventually he must surrender. I don't think they're going to lock him up or put him in an orange jumpsuit, but he must surrender, post some sort of bail, give some sort of security that he'll return. Then his lawyers can demand this preliminary hearing, which will be open to the public. The government will have to lay out all the evidence that it has, much of it technical about how the gun operated. Remember, as you're going to hear in a minute when I play a clip from uh, Bill Maher, uh, at one point he denied pulling the trigger. Well, it's really impossible, impossible for the round, the bullet, to come out of the barrel without there being adequate pressure uh, on the trigger, meaning somebody pulled the trigger and the gun uh, was in his hands. Back to the criminal procedure. Assuming the state survives the probable cause hearing, which, as I said, it almost always does. Not because there's corruption, but because they're not going to bring a case without enough evidence to survive that hearing. Then they have to go to a grand jury. Uh, There's no judge there, as many of you know. There's no defense counsel there. It's just the prosecutor and her witnesses. The witnesses testify to the grand jury, and the grand jury votes. There are 23 grand jurors. If 12 vote to indict, then the defendant is indicted. Can the defendant testify? Yes. 
Yes, it's very risky and very dangerous. Why is it risky and dangerous? Because the defendant will go in there not knowing, since this meeting occurs in secret, not knowing what the other witnesses have said. And there is no lawyer there to interrogate the defendant. There's just the prosecutor. She's not going to help him through his case. Alec Baldwin would have to sit in a grand jury room, which is a sort of a courtroom, but there are 23 jurors and no judge. Looks a little like an odd courtroom. Um, Alec Baldwin would have to sit there and tell his version of events, ignorant of what the version of events is that the government witnesses have just told uh, the grand jury. I was just telling my producer that in my entire career, not as a judge, but as a lawyer, once representing people in criminal cases, once I advised a client to testify before the grand jury. He went in there, he spilled his guts before the grand jury. We didn't know what else the other witnesses had said. The grand jurors believed my witness and they decided not to indict. That is very, very unusual. Um, I can't predict what Baldwin would do. He's such a strong-willed character. He may, I can predict what his lawyers will tell him, I just don't go in there, but he may overrule them because the decision uh, belongs to the defendant, not to the lawyers. Commenting on all this last night was none other than Bill Maher in his own inimitable way. And he raises some very interesting questions. It's about a minute and a half long, but it's Bill Maher. It's, a, it's a significant, it's profound, and there are parts that are hilarious. Take a listen. Unless you think Alec Baldwin purposely shot this cinematographer, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> you know, it's like... Yeah. It's a horrible tragedy, and then, you know, there may be someone to blame, whoever whose job it was to, to have that gun there, but I don't think it's the actor's job. No, the only, well, there's two, there's two additional things. One, he, I think he was a producer on the film. It's not the producer's job well, either to check the guns. I mean, you have to be able to delegate some things in life, no? Well, but the only thing that he's, he said that he didn't pull the trigger... And the gun can't go. I mean, I, I don't right. know enough about this case, but he said he couldn't pull the trigger. But how does a gun go off without pulling the trigger? Uh, hmm. <laughs> that is it. That's the one thing that I was like, that's a little odd. But. Right. He did say that, didn't he? Yeah. What? what I don't know. I, I don't know. He's an actor. You know, that's all I can say. Is I, I mean, I just, I just guard them on a, on a, a judge them on a different curve. Are they going after? I mean, but know. are they going after him because he is a celebrity? Like, what is the? I just think we live in a culture where someone always has to take a blame. Nobody can ever just throw up their hands and go, "Oh my God, this is a terrible tragedy." You know, Democrats always have to say this could never happen again, no matter how rare something. We have to spend a zillion dollars so this will never happen again. They want a boogeyman. And Republicans will be like, well, now they're going after your prop guns. You know, <laughs> no one can ever just be reasonable about anything. He does make an interesting point. Can you uh, prosecute someone for something they did not intend to do? Well, the short answer is it depends on what courtroom you're in. In the federal system, with just one or two exceptions, the government must always prove intent. Interestingly, one of those exceptions is the possession of classified documents. Another story for another time about which we've all been talking, uh, at least since the FBI executed a search warrant on Mar-a-Lago. That is the rare federal crime for which the government doesn't have to prove intent. In the state system, the states can charge crimes where you don't have to prove intent. Well, how can you punish somebody if they didn't intend something? Well, you can punish behavior that is so reckless 
that it doesn't care about the value of human life. So if you have a deadly weapon in your hand and you're so reckless that you don't check it to make sure it doesn't have a live round in it and you pull the trigger jokingly at another person and that person dies, you intended to pull the trigger. You did not intend to kill the person. So for that reason, it's not second-degree murder, like in the case of the Memphis cops. It's a form of involuntary manslaughter. The act was voluntary, pulling the trigger. The effect was involuntary, killing somebody. In this case, simple involuntary manslaughter is 18 months in jail with a presumption if you don't have a prior conviction, as far as I know, Alec Baldwin doesn't have any prior convictions of felonies. A felony is a crime for which the maximum penalty exceeds a year. So we're not talking about jaywalking or spitting on the sidewalk or shoplifting. We're talking about something serious. I don't think Alec Baldwin has anything like that in his background. So presumably with a conviction and a sentence of 18 months, there'd be no jail time unless the jury decides to enhance the penalty because New Mexico has this strange law, involuntary manslaughter alone, like with an automobile or a golf club, uh, 18 months, the presumption is no jail. But if the involuntary manslaughter occurred with a gun, which this one did, if the gun was an essential part of the killing, which was the case in this case, even though Baldwin claims he didn't pull the trigger up, smiling because he Bill Maher is right. Baldwin's an actor and a comedian, and he'll say all kinds of things. But my point is, if he's convicted of involuntary manslaughter using a gun where the gun was an essential part of the killing, yes, yes, and yes, five years minimum, mandatory, full five years, no time off. Now that is what he's facing. Don't know where it's going to go, but it's an interesting conversation that Bill Maher raises do you have to check prop guns on sets? Yes. For those of you who play golf, you have to make sure nobody's standing behind you when you swing that club, which if it hits a person in the wrong part of their body could kill them. Answer, yes. When you back up the car, do you have to make sure no one's there? Answer, yes. When you pull a trigger on the set of a movie and, you, and you're not certain that there are blanks in there? Do you have to make sure that they're just blanks? Answer, yes. More as we get it. Judge Napolitano for judging freedom.